Yo. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chuck and Bell Show, where we come together every week to talk about some different sports topics that's going on throughout the week. Um, we're going to start it out kind of quick today. We're going to talk about what's been going on for the past couple of weeks. Um, we're going to start out with the Le'Veon Bell versus Steelers situation. Now, um, most sports fans know Le'Veon Bell is not with the team right now. He's sitting at home uh, watching everything because the team failed to sign him to a long-term contract. Um, they offered him a $14 million um, franchise tag, but if he goes out there this year and gets hurt, then he doesn't get a long-term deal. He's probably never going to get a long-term deal. So that franchise tag doesn't really protect him from anything. Um, last week, um, the big thing in the news about it was his teammates actually came out and they were talking noise about him. They were actually calling him selfish, saying that, you know, he just needs to let them know what's up. He's not thinking about the team. He's thinking about himself. Um, now, the, the the funny part was, this came from a couple of players that one is in a contract year, so he's, nego- he's renegotiating his contract right now. And the other right. one came from a- that just signed a big five-year deal that doesn't run out to 2020 worth $44 million. So, Chuck, what, what, what do you think about the situation? I think personally that they shouldn't worry about what Le'Veon are doing, and they should be – at man at management, not Le'Veon coming out saying this stuff. Cause at the end of the day, they all gonna be put in that situation at one time where they're gonna be fighting, trying to get their money with their organization. But in the same breath, you telling me, you telling Le'Veon come play. But if he not getting paid the value which he worth with the franchise tag is what fourteen point some million dollars. But this man looking for financial security, and as a running back, he only got so much of a window to go ahead and get his money. And this is his window. And his franchise just keep tagging him and tagging him. They're going to just pretty much ruin his man's career because they don't want to sign this man to a long-term contract. That's crazy. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, a running back, your window is about five, maybe six years of your prime. So right. Your, your rookie deal Snaps, snaps out about four of those. Your very next deal is going to be your last huge deal. Like, that's the last huge contract you're going to sign, that second contract. So, by them extending him and extending and extending him, they're just using him up, basically. Right. And him sitting out now is perfect because if I was him, I wouldn't show up at all. No. But he has to show up by week 10 or this year doesn't count. And then it starts back over. He has to, he actually still owes the Steelers a year. So this is the last actual year of his contract. If he if reports, him, yeah. If I was him, I'll show up and do minimal work. You're not about to run me into the ground. And then when I hit free agency, say if I do get hurt, then nobody gonna want to sign me because I'm hurt. And we all know an injury can kill your payday, aka oh, yeah. Isaiah Thomas. I, I was just about to say that. Like, look at Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas thought he was going to get that massive $200 million contract. That joint ain't never coming. He's playing for, like, the mid-level exception. My my boy playing for, like, what, $3 million? $5 million? Right. $200 million to $5 million, all because he decided, you know what, I'm going I'm to take care of the team and they're going to take care of me. Nah, fuck that. Not I. And, like, a slap in the face for, for Le'Veon is the fact that Ty Gurley, who's two years younger than him, just got paid $57 million. Right. $57 million on a long-term contract. Like, the Rams say, hey, we value you in this organization. Boom, we're going to pay you. Le'Veon Bill is actually the second leading receiver on the Steelers right now. With all them talented wide receivers, the number two receiver on the team is Le'Veon Bell. And they had 85 passes last year. So what he's trying to do, and I, I get it. I know why the team is kind of hesitant because it's never been done before. He wants to be paid like a top a top flight running back and a mid-level wide receiver combined. 
And I get why he wants that because he is a top flight running back and a mid level receiver. Like I I get it. But I just don't think the the whole teammate thing, I thought that was some I thought that was some um some some cake ass shit. Like I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it yeah. at all. I feel yeah, that's like, like, going, like that's that's like going to work and somebody telling you and you know when somebody else make more money than you, but you do way more work than them. You gonna go with an attitude. You gonna be like, "Well, no, let this dude do the, let this motherfucker do the work." Yeah, you know he gets paid more than me. But at the same time, Le'Veon is the engine that runs the Steelers. They could say, like after old boy performance week one, he was just juiced up because the O line juiced him up. He's not gonna be able to keep that up all year. If he do, more power to him. But at the same time, you're not gonna replace Le'Veon with him. I'm sorry, Le'Veon give you a whole different dimension to your offense. Uh, he brings in such a bigger threat than I don't even know the dude's name. You know the dude's James, name? James Conner. James now. James, James Conner okay. is a pretty decent running back. When he was at Pitt, he was great. I mean, he would have if he didn't have if he didn't have cancer. Like he he caught cancer, so he missed out on a, on a year and a half of football. But if he didn't right. have cancer, he would have been a, he would have been a first round pick. So I understand why they hire him, but at the same time, you know what you get when you get Le'Veon. You don't really know what you right. get when you get James Conner. Like, yeah, I'm sure they can make something happen, but the way Big Ben was looking yesterday, he missed Le'Veon more than anybody else did because Big Ben looked like crack. Like, right. That dude was turning the ball over left and right. Nah. Nah, my guy. And without Le'Veon being that dominant run presence every down, every down, even from out the backfield and running the ball, now you got Big Ben trying to force it downfield to A.B., and look what happens. You let the Browns tie with you. I'm not saying the Browns are not better this year. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you are the Steelers. Like, yeah. y'all should y'all should handle that. Y'all should have won that game. Y'all had too yeah. many opportunities to win that game. Like, for you to, for you to give up 20, what, 21 points? You, you gave up 21 points, and – you gave them five turnovers or six turnovers. How, how they they had a bunch of turnovers yesterday. Like, and you're still in the game. That proves how talented you are. You got to close that deal, right? Like, but if you got Le'Veon, they not getting back in the game because you handing it off to them or you throwing it out to them on screens or whatever or you flexing them out wide. He helps you close that game yesterday. Like, right? As big as big as he is, he's leaning on him. He's doing what he got to do. He helped you. Not say anything bad about James Conner. I like James Conner. I just don't like the way the Steelers are handling this. But I understand it from the franchise standpoint. They're like, hey, I'm not going to give a 27-year-old running back a long time. He's 26. Don't put put more years on my dog. He's 26 this year. He's 26 now, but by the time the season ends, he'll be 27. Yeah, do you have him for 27, 28, 29, 30, 31? You have yeah. four more years. Because I always wanted four years. Time, yes, but when the last time you seen a, a, a running back be great after 28? Uh, it's been a minute. I think the last one y'all could pretty much say is like Priest. How old Priest Holmes when he had that big year in Kansas City? Priest Holmes was older during that time in Kansas City because Priest Holmes wasn't a starter from the beginning. Priest Holmes yeah. was a backup for most of his career, and then he struck big. The guys like right. that, the, like those guys, they last a little bit longer because they don't have that wear and tear and that constant pounding. Le'Veon Bell been the man since he got to Pittsburgh. Right. The, the older you are as a running back, the less value, the less valuable you are. When Dallas had ran um, – had ran DeMarco Murray in the ground, get him like 300-plus carries or whatever, 400-something carries. Guess what? That man ain't never been the same since. But DeMarco Murray went to – he got the – he got the – he wanted to get paid, but he went to a system that don't fit his run style. Like, that yeah. was a spread system, zone run uh, – it wasn't a zone run scheme like he was used to, like, lead – kind of like Adrian Peterson. If Adrian Peterson don't have a fullback and a zone blocking scheme, you're not gonna get what you think you're gonna get out of AP. That's why he didn't want to go at the same. We we wanted him. We we wanted to give him the ball, let him read, so we'll pick your hold and go. No, we can't do that with AP. AP and 
them boys they well, they're a different breed. Now the running bases coming out not like Jay Connor, A K. Like Zeke is different a different breed because he could do both. He could do the zone yeah. run scheme and then he could turn around, you could give it to him in a spread and he'll go pick his hole and go and go uh go find the opening. But the running backs like that are getting extinct. You gotta be able to do more as a back and I understand and that's why I feel like they should pay him because he does so much more at a high level than everybody else because only reason Ty Gurley led the league in uh, receiving yards from running back last year is because they didn't have no other receivers, to be honest. Like, who? what other receivers that, did the Rams have? Sammy Watkins and, uh, and, and uh, Robert Woods. Never never healthy. Robert Woods is like a C receiver in the league. Yeah, but they, they actually made that offense go last year. When they made them trades to get those guys, That that's what made the engine run. Like, they yeah, you, you got guys. I'm about to say you got guys who can make a catcher. I'm not. I'm talking about how many people would do what Le'Veon do with having A B out there. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people? How many running backs you know are gonna still put up those type of numbers with uh, A B? Only person I can think of is just because I'm a Saints fan, maybe. But A K and A K more of a receiving back than running back. But that's because. The the space is full of C receivers. If, if I would be honest with you, they 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 don't hold have. Hold on, hold on. Michael, Tom, Michael hey. Thomas is A plus plus. So Michael Thomas is not an A plus plus, man. Stop it. Oh, stop. How it. you not? How you not? We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. That's 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 what's coming. All right. The <laughs> a, I was gonna say because the A plus plus dude is A B. A B is an A plus plus. Julio A plus plus. Odell Beckham Jr. A plus plus. Michael Thomas is not in that league. He's not in that category. He's a, B plus at best. He's an A. Okay, all right. We'll talk about we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Later. All right. The next topic we're gonna go into is the um, the decision by Nike to sign. Well, they were already signed with Colin Kaepernick, but they decided to make him the face of the 30 year anniversary campaign for Just Do It. As a result of that, a lot of people are, are lashing out at Nike, um, saying that basically Nike's disrespectful for, for working with Kaepernick and that they don't want to wear Nike anymore. They're tearing up their shoes, tearing up their clothes, everything that has Nike on it. Um, just, I guess, trying to prove a point, trying to make revenue for Nike go down. All right, Chuck, what you got? I feel like you already bought it, so tearing it up, just burning your own, out your own stuff. So that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> second of all, I agree. Second of all, if you sitting here mad at Nike for supporting that man, I'm sorry to say, but you're a clo- you're a closet racist. You one of those people who either have that one black friend or don't have no black friends, because at the end of the day, if you understand what Colin Kaepernick is protesting. It's not disrespecting the military. It's not disrespecting the country. It's 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 more to the knowledge that we're not being treated as equal citizens like Dr. Martin Luther King and all that. Like we have the right to protest stuff. That's why we are in America. And that's his silent protest. He's not out here on front street yelling, Oh, this is what's going on, this is what's going on. No. He he kneeled. No, and, and said nothing. And then the cameras came to him. And, oh, why are you kneeling? Then he told you. And then you don't like the fact. Then he took his his stance of kneeling and turned into something else. Oh, he disrespecting the flag. But if the military men and women are saying, oh, we don't take it as disrespect, then what are you? So if that's not disrespecting, that's the only thing you clinging to, saying that it's uh that is disrespecting the 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 army and stuff. If that's the only thing you clinging to, and they tell you we don't take it as disrespect. Okay, why is he doing it? And then look, that that's he'll that'll show you the actual cause of why he's doing what he's doing. But until you actually sit there and look at look into it and find out exactly what's going on, why is he doing this, you'll always think, Oh, he's doing it because this and that and everybody's talking about he's a he's a bad influence on people. No, he's a great influence. He's a great influence because he's teach you how to stand up for nothing. I mean stand up for something and give it all. <laughs> like you said, sacrifice everything. Cause he sacrificed his whole career. This man was playing football for for who? Uh, Nevada State. Uh, he went to 
Yeah, he went to Nevada, University of Nevada. Yeah, went University of Nevada. Got drafted. First of all, who knows anybody besides Colin Kaepernick who came from Nevada? First of all, second of all, got in the league. (laughs) (laughs) Got in the league. Turned around and brought the Forty Nineers to what? Two back to back Super Bowls. Uh, he brought them to. Yeah. Huh? He brought him to. Now he can't find. Are you telling me now he can't find a job? But Robert Griffin the third is still on somebody's roster. Chill out. Yes. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I stand with Colin. I stand with Colin. See, with me on this, I used to think that people didn't know what he was protesting, so they had these crazy ideas. Honestly, after listening to people, they don't really care. They don't really care what his message is. Like, reading through comments on Twitter, reading this and that, they don't really care what the message is. They they don't care that he's protesting the, the murder of unarmed black men by the cops in America. Like, they don't really care. Because when, when the subject of Colin Kaepernick is brought up, that part always is left out like that part is always left out we're always talking about oh you're kneeling you're disrespecting the flag you're disrespecting this and that hey man look here this this is what i think that man has the right to protest in whatever way he sees fit like no okay the the part I think the part that makes me upset is when people say, "Well, he should find a better way to protest." Like, what is a better way to protest <laughs> exactly. than, you, than using way? your platform? That's your platform. He'll right. oh, if he doesn't like if he doesn't like um, if he doesn't want to stand during the anthem, he can stand in the locker room. Then you don't see the protest, and then you don't see the message, and then you can go on living your life thinking that everything's good and nothing's wrong in the world. Like, no, protests aren't designed to make you comfortable. When, right. During the civil rights movement, when they were marching up and down the road, like, with, with with the dogs and the fire hoses and all that stuff, that wasn't designed to make people comfortable. Like, when they were when they were trying to integrate the school system, uh, the people that were protesting that, they weren't making people comfortable. Like, when those, when those black kids were trying to enter into the schools and stuff, they were standing outside in big old lines throwing stuff at them and stuff like that, causing them names. Uh, that is a form of protest, and right. I, I don't hear anybody talking about that. So Nobody. why this man who is doing nothing, he's being peaceful, everybody's putting words in his mouth, like, telling him, tell, they're telling him why he's protesting. Like, no. He already told you why he's supposed to, oh, well, he just wanted to make money out of it. Okay, so he had the, the foresight to think that, all right, two years after I take this stand, I'm going to take a knee, I'm I'm going to be out of football for, for three, three seasons, but at, at the end of those three seasons, Nike's going to come up with their big campaign, and they're going to use me as the face of it. What? No, he was that's, not thinking that's not that what happened. Happened. He was... Right. Nobody's thinking like that. Like, I'm gonna sacrifice the rest of my career just to be a spokesperson for Nike. Right. But I'm already, I was already endorsed by Nike. Like, Colin Kaepernick has been endorsed by Nike for a while. They were just right. looking for a way to use him in a campaign. And guess what? Just do it. Turns thirty this year. Hey. Right. Why not? Like, why not? Let's and let's I stand with that. And I and I and I kind of like they said that uh, I read an article saying that Adidas and Reebok and uh, Unknown was all coming after Cali Kaepernick. I hope it wasn't Nike. Be like, what wasn't Nike? Like, hey, let's do this for a cash grab because we all know as African Americans, when somebody stand behind us, we gonna support that brand. Like, we gonna support Nike now. Like, I can see now that a kid could go to mom and be like mom I want these nikes at one point before the campaign she probably was like oh no that's too high but now she's like you know what i'm gonna get them nikes because she knows that nike stands with her and on the side on her side i hope nike didn't do that for the money i hope they actually know what they what they bit off into because if they do i respect nike, nike so much more for that look man I, 
I'm gonna be real with you. They did it for the money, bro. Like <laughs> it, it was for the money. I'm I'm not even gonna sit here and hold you on. I I ain't gonna hold you on it. I'm gonna let you know. They did it for the money. It was like they knew that controversy sells. All right. So who is probably the most controversial person in America right now? Who is the most divisive topic in America right now besides the president? It's Colin Kaepernick. Like Colin Kaepernick has a lawsuit against the entire NFL. Like all thirty. I feel like, and I feel like that's gonna come out to be horrible because the way the way his uh, lawyer, his uh, attorney, posted on uh, Twitter talking about he posted the ad towards the NFL talking about NFL Colin Kaepernick will not go away. And that was right after they announced the lawsuit. So if they start digging in, not even saying they gotta find something against Colin Kaepernick, but if they if they they really start digging in to peeling back the layers on the NFL, a whole lot of whole lot of dirty stuff about to come up. I don't know what, I don't know who, I don't know when, but if they start digging into the NFL affairs, I feel like a whole bunch of stuff about to come up. Monday laundering, uh, money getting passed on the table. We know that happening, but you know. Just a whole lot of stuff that's not supposed to be coming out, and that's just off of the strength of Colin Kaepernick looking and trying to figure out why he's not in the league. So they're gonna find a whole bunch of other stuff. Here's here's why I don't think they are, because the dude who's uh, arbitrating in the case, like the mm-hmm. the the guy that is reviewing the case, he works. He's the lawyer for the NFL. Like he he's pro he's pro league. He's been pro league, so they. I feel like they they're letting this go to kind of not not trial, but they're they're letting this go further in the court system, just to kind of throw them a bone. Like, right? Okay, we we we're not gonna admit to collusion or anything like that, but we'll give you a settlement. Like, we we'll give you some money. We'll pay you back lost wages. Right? Like you you can think of something. Some kind of deal is going to come up where they offer him this to go away. Now, I hope he doesn't take the deal. I hope he doesn't. I hope he actually stands firm and goes through with it. And, you know, I hope he wins because it was kind of – it was wrong of them to make him – like to ostracize him and make him a villain for standing for something that was actually good just because it made them uncomfortable. Like – Whoa, come on, man. Like, what type of person are you? <laughs> like, right. are you – okay, over the weekend, just just, just this past weekend, another cop shot another black man. Like, she walked into his home, drew her weapon, and shot this man. Dead. She said, oh, I thought this was my house. What? Yes. She said she thought he was in her house. She thought he was robbing her house. She was on the wrong phone with him. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is news to me, breaking, so I didn't know about that. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> but yes. that's crazy. Yes. Like, the this, this lady in Dallas, this cop in Dallas, she had just got off of work, and she went to – she lives on the fourth floor, and she went to the third floor on accident. She said she was disoriented or whatever, whatever. She stuck her key in the latch. The door was already open. So, like, it wasn't jogged open or nothing like that, but it, was, it wasn't locked. So when she stuck her key in, she turned the knob, she opened it up. She sees him in there, and she says she thought he was trying to rob her. So she shot him, and then she cut the lights on, and she saw that it wasn't her house. So then she called the police. Hold on, hold on. That don't, that don't go together at all. First of all. Boy, who you telling? First of all, if you get if you pick the wrong floor in a hotel room or anything, even in an apartment complex, let's say that when you start mm-hmm. looking at the numbers on the doors, you can be like, "Oh, this ain't my floor," and then you are gonna go to the right floor. <laughs> Second of all, how you open the door with no with the wrong keys if this is not your house? So everybody key open up everybody door. Come on. Hey, now. what 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 she she said was. It was she stuck a key in the door, but it wasn't like the door wasn't locked, so she just turned the knob and it opened. But still, 
Yeah, the Steelers. Like, bruh, I'm not, like, you're not, what are you shooting for? Like, what are you shooting for? I understand like, somebody in your house. Now, don't get me wrong. That was me in that situation. Now, if it was my house, if I'm thinking it's my house and I'm going in and I got a gun, okay, I'm going to bust a cap in somebody's ass. But bro, I'm not going to go to nobody else's house. I, I'm not going to nobody else. I don't care how tired I am. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm weird. I check, I, check my, I check my outside of my house all the time just to make sure I'm at the right place because I, I always have my biggest fear is I'm going to go to the wrong house. Like, it's weird. So if I don't, if I walk if I walk up to my front door and I don't see that mat out in front of the door, I, mm-hmm. I'm at the wrong place. It's time for me to go. I gotta go somewhere else. I I don't get it. And they didn't arrest her until Sunday night. She Maybe shot the man on Thursday. She shot the man on Thursday. And they ain't reported oh. till Sunday night. No, they reported it, but she didn't get arrested until last night. Because so, they turned the case over, the 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 uh, the the police department handed the case over to the Texas Rangers. Yeah, she uh, you couldn't get she couldn't get tried by her own people. But they was trying to arrest her that day. <laughs> so you telling me she didn't go to jail for a whole nother? I'm three telling days? you she didn't go to jail for three days. That's what I'm telling you. So she got to enjoy her Friday and her Saturday out on the club. Well, I'm sure she enjoyed it. I'm sure she enjoyed it because she do. She She probably got jail at some point. She probably got foot in them Zan, snorted (laughs) the line, and was like, I'm about to go do this time, come back hard. You You said she pulled a Dave Chappelle? She pulled a Dave Chappelle. What time can you turn yourself in? Uh, (laughs) Two o'clock? (laughs) <laughs> let's let's go with noon. Look, knowing she about to go, about to go to club feed. Man, nah, but that, but yeah, that that happens. So all the incidents that have happened just like that, where the cops have opened fire on people with where where the circumstances were always shaky. It was always some crazy. They always had some cockamamie story to go along with it, even though we saw the tape. Like, it should have been open and shut cases, but it's not. So that man decided to take a stand. Well, guess what? He made people uncomfortable, which is the purpose of a protest. Like, this, those them folks that be just standing outside in the middle of the street with, like, pamphlets and stuff, saying they protest and stuff, they don't really get no, they don't get no burning like that. Like, nobody paying attention to them. I care what they're no. saying. Like, nobody listens to them. They just walk right by them. But guess what? I bet when them te- when all those teachers are saying, you know what? We going on strike. <laughs> we want more pay. And your kids can't go to school for two, three months. Guess what? Somebody going to get a pay raise. Why? Right. Because it makes people uncomfortable. You're taking away something from somebody. It, it's a sight for sore eyes. Well, guess what? You don't want to see them kneel? Then address the fact that police are doing crazy stuff out here to the people. So, I don't know. I, I just think, I know Nike's in it for the money, which is fine. That's what they are. They're a business. That's what they do. That doesn't bother me. Um, But it bothers me that people are angry at Nike for using Colin Kaepernick. That bothers me. Um, but, I'm proud. I'm proud and and so glad they use Colin Kaepernick because that let me know if I walk into my people, oh, you got Nikes on. I'm like, and you're a bigot, and I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that let me easily, easily point them out now. topic is not is not as controversial or anything like that but we got Jalen Ramsey um Jalen Ramsey did an inter- interview with what GQ magazine and yep. in that interview he decided to give a, a basically a rating to every quarterback in the league right. like trash, not that good, system quarterback, all these, you know, derogatory things. 
And right. some people think it's just for he he's just talking for publicity, trying to make his brand better, stuff like that. Other people think it's his real opinion. Either way, like what do you, how do you feel about it? I feel like this. If a guy's in the NFL, he's not trash. But as an NFL player saying another NFL player's trash, he could do that. I'm sorry. He is the perfect judge of character for for quarterbacks. But guess what? They have to throw at him. They have to look him off. If you don't throw his way the whole game, that means you respect him as a corner. If a quarterback throws you a whole a lot of the game, you don't respect him. And for him to come out and say that, he wants people to throw at him. He pretty much wants people to throw at him, which is going to happen. Now, he was smart, and he said the right corner. He said the right quarterbacks. He said, I know he said Tom Brady good, Drew Brees Drew Bree good, uh, Deshaun Watson great. A couple of quarterbacks he gave good ratings. Now, see, I forgot. Who was the main one they were talking about said, when he said it was trash? Uh, uh, Big he, said, he, like, he said Big Ben was trash. Eli Manning was trash. And that's, Joe and Flacco that's, was terrible. Yeah, trash. They, and they are trash. They are trash, in my opinion. Like, as a quarterback, what a quarterback has to do in the NFL, learn everything, not throw picks, manage the game, throw touchdowns, they're trash. Eli Manning don't have a good year unless Odell Beckham is there. Yes or no, yes or no true or false? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not – well, sometimes he don't have a good year where he is there, but that's, right. that's just Eli. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't fully disagree with him. However – Thomas, I can't take what he says seriously if he's not going to tell me about the the number one trash quarterback quarterback in the league, which is his quarterback. He didn't say nothing about him. Well, actually, he did say something about him. He says he's better than people think, and the coaches need to allow him to uh, make more plays. Man, that dude garbage. No, trying to I feel like this. I feel like Blake Borders is that quarterback with no confidence, but he got the arm talent and the skill set to be great, but his confidence level won't let him be great because nobody's boosting him up because everybody say the same thing. He's trash. He's trash. We got to think about it. I, I give him the Mark Ingram syndrome. So think about this. Mark Ingram, when he first his first carry in the NFL, the Saints gave it to him on a fourth and one on goal line against Green Bay at the beginning of the year. I remember it like yesterday. And Green Bay, Clay Matthews, and I think Julius Pepp was still with him at the time. Stood Mark Ingram up. They gave him the the, the game-winning touchdown to go pound in. Stood Mark Ingram up. After that, he had four years of mediocrity. But all of a sudden, once he started building his confidence back up, we started talking to him, started giving him, start spoon-feeding him carries and all that, let him get feel like Philly stuff. Now he's now he great. Now he's not great, but he one of the best backs in the league last year. Now you telling me, Blake Borders after last year, his confidence should be a little better, but nobody's giving him, nobody's praising him for what he did last year because he actually had an okay season last year. No, now, if he come out this year and have a good season, okay, then he can start building his confidence up. Blake Borders not trash. He just Blake, don't have Blake the confidence at, that the quarterback needs. Look at me. Like, <laughs> just because just he got arm talent. You, you, <laughs> are you, no. Telling me. That just because he got all talent, bro, the, the bro has bad. He has bad decision making. He's he he reads one one side of the field. Uh, if it's not there, he tries to take off. I mean, he has decent speed, but he ain't he's not a burner, so you're not really getting a whole lot out of him that way. Like, but he's but a worse the version of Marcus Mariota. But this is the thing, though. With the run game he's got with Leonard Fournette, only thing he really got to do is dink and dunk. Like play action, somebody gonna be open because they gonna respect the, the run. Why? Why? No, I'm paying you as a quarterback. Why am I paying you to be checked out, Alex? I'm not paying you for that. I like Alex Smith. Yes, Alex Smith is a decent quarterback. But guess what? He didn't get the name checked down Alex for no reason. He Alex he does you games until no Alex Smith can win you games in a division that isn't that great. Like he was winning he can win you games when his head coach is confident in him. Andy Reid was confident in him. 
Jim Harbaugh was confident in him until he wasn't. Because <laughs> he stuck with Alex Smith until Alex Smith got hurt. When Alex Smith but got that, hurt, then he went long. to Colin Kaepernick. That goes a long way, though. Like, confidence that, goes a long way. Bruh. Nah, man. You, but you, it ain't gonna go. It ain't gonna go that far. You gonna you gonna get to a certain point where you just having confidence in your quarterback is not gonna get them there. They gotta have something else with them. Blake Bortles, the, the days of you ground and pounding your way to a championship, them days is over. No, it's over. I miss, yeah, it's over. I miss those days. I, I miss those days. I was brought up in those days. That's where my love of football came from. A a dominant run team smashing into a, a dominant run stopping team like that's like I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. The Jamal Lewis versus the Steelers like that's that's what that's my bread and butter. However, comma today's NFL is not that. Right. Like today's NFL is not that. We saw on, during week one, we saw we see with the Dallas Cowboys all the time. Like yeah, you can you can Zeke can have 150 yards, but if they not scared of that. You're not winning. Like right. nobody's afraid of that. Like nobody's afraid of Dak Prescott. Just like nobody's afraid of Blake Bortles. He can have as great a second, uh, a greater first half as you want. But when it comes down to it, when it's crunch time, he ain't gonna get you nothing. He ain't getting you Nathan. Like Nathan. And the Jaguars have been looking. The Jaguars have been looking to replace that man for since he got there. Like, right. and he was a first round pick. They've been looking but to replace you, that man since the second year in the league. Well, we know they ain't going to have a until good record Jaylen, in the league. So. Like, it's turned into a Blake Bortles topic, but until Jalen Ramsey gives me an accurate, ass- a, a, uh, an accurate assessment of Blake Bortles, the Blake Bortles that he sees every day in practice, the Blake Bortles that he sees every day in the game, because guess what? I'm sure Jalen Ramsey's picked off Blake Bortles a million times in practice, but he's not going to tell us that. But he can tell us Eli Manning is trash. No, I can't. I ain't, I can't I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie. When Allen Hearns came out and yelled, "Keep that shit down!" Put the uh, keep that shit down. Some when he overthrew him in the back of the end zone that one yes. season. I was like, "Yeah, I said <laughs> Blake Bull is about to be out of here." I thought he was. He out got of to get this man. Come on, you can't <laughs> win with that dude. So I'm not like I can't respect you going at other people's going at other people's quarterback if you ain't gonna tell us about yours. I understand you don't want to talk stuff about your teammate, all that good stuff, yada yada yada. But hey, we gotta keep that same energy, man. Give me that gotta, same energy. That's what I want to hear. Hey, I, they I just hear gotta, that. they gotta do something that that emphasizes his talents. Like you gotta put your quarterback in a position that make him feel like it's second nature for him to throw this ball. Like if you don't put him in a huh. system that he knows and loves, like the back of his hand, like the back of his hand, then you ain't gonna do nothing with him. Like. If he's not comfortable in that system, then it's not going to happen like that. So we just going to act like that man ain't been playing quarterback his whole life. We just going to act like that. But I'm saying, like like, like Jalen said, like they got system quarterbacks. Like he needs to be in the right system. That's why I say no player in the NFL is garbage. They just got to be put in the right whoa, system. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nathan Peterman is garbage. We not going to say that. There are some people in the NFL that slip by. They slip through the cracks. They get in. They don't know how yeah, they got there. Yeah. They got they something to do that, yeah. But I, they don't know everybody. how they got there, but they got there. They're there out of necessity. They're there because guess what? They we just, ain't got nobody Nathan else. Peter, Nathan Peterman has something on somebody in the Bills organization. That's the only way you can start. <laughs> you say he got some pictures. He got some pictures. He got some. He got. He got a book. He got. He got the. He got the uh, bookie with everybody dead in there. Something. That's the only reason he started. Well, he started last. Didn't he start this week? Yeah, he started yesterday. And, and yeah, he started yesterday. Was, he was throwing punt picks. Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, that's the only reason he in there. They need to go ahead and tell Josh Allen, come on, we're going we gonna to deal with you this one year. You got to make every mistake in the book. So I, I, can't, I can't say that no NFL player is trash because I've seen too many. Geno Smith is trash. Like, Geno Smith is what he thought he was. He was mad because he was sitting up in the in the green room at the draft during the whole first during the whole first uh round because he thought he was a first round pick. Guess what? Yeah, not. He thought he was a second round pick, which which he did get taken in the second round. But guess what? He wasn't even a second round pick. That man was undraftable at best. He was just 
he was just in a system in college that produces quarterbacks that have a lot of numbers. He played for Dana 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 Holgerson at West Virginia. They run the air raid, and the air raid puts quarterbacks out that have a lot of numbers. Like if you, I agree. I agree. Quarterbacks on how they go against SEC SEC defense. Maybe because maybe because of the South boy. Maybe because I'm from the South, but I feel like the SEC gonna give you the best secondary, best defense of an NFL caliber defense that you'll ever see in college. So when Pat Mahomes went against LSU in that bowl game, and he, yeah, we messed him up, we beat him, but at the same time, Pat Mahomes held his own. And I was yeah. like, okay, Pat Mahomes gonna be straight. Now look at him now. He's starting. He's doing his thing. Well, he did his thing I, I like, in the first game. So, I like Pat Mahomes. I like Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is also an air raid quarterback, so the jury's still right. out. I like the air raid. The air raid is one of my favorite college systems, but guess what? It doesn't really produce great quarterbacks. Jared Goff and um, Jared Goff and uh, hey, we just said the dude's name. I can't think. It. <laughs> oh, uh, Geno Smith. No, Jared Goff and uh, Pat Mahomes are both mm-hmm. just like the latest in the long line of air raid quarterbacks. We'll right. see what they're we'll see what they're like in a few years, but yeah, that's why I say the first game he was good. First game he was good. Yes, <laughs> but the his, history says that air raid quarterbacks don't do well in the NFL. That's what history tells us, and I can't agree with your point that it, it depends on how you do against SEC defense. Aaron Rodgers ain't really play play a whole lot of SEC defense, and Aaron Rodgers no, is great. No, I'm saying like I feel like that's that should be the measuring stick. Like if they play why like, that quarterback play because like that's some of the best DBs and defenses you are gonna face. Like I don't, they only got a few outliers. Off of two teams. Huh? Off of two no, teams. I'm not saying off of two teams. I'm not saying off of two. I'm just saying in general. Like Lamar Jackson, I looked at Lamar Jackson a whole lot after they played LSU in that game. I was like. He really couldn't throw. He threw the ball, but he really didn't. He, he tried to do more with his legs, but that taught him how to throw the ball because he realized, I can't outrun everybody. And LSU showed him how to – well, not showed him, but they made him throw more, and that's why they won that game. Like, I feel like when you play a SEC defense, you got more SEC NFL-ready talent on that team where if you're a running quarterback, they taking that away from you. If you're a throwing quarterback, we're going to see how good you throw under pressure. That's what I'm saying. They're going to they gonna prepare you for what the NFL will throw at you. Not everybody has a five, have like 10 five-stars on the other side of the defensive ball, on the defensive side of the ball. Like, look mm-hmm. at Clemson. Clemson is like the only team outside the SEC, I could say. Got the whole front, the whole D-line is a rotation of first-round draft picks. That's the only so thing I not, see. We're we going to act like Ohio State is not in this? Which is going to like that. Ohio State? You talking about you talking about uh the people who be lying? <laughs> Look, just because that man don't have a great relationship with the media, guess what? Uh, I don't. That man still put people in the league. <laughs> I, I, that I don't man trust put them. people in the league. We not gonna hey, act like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he do. He do. He do. He do put people in the league. My thing, like I said, they it's just is a first round DB from Ohio State there every yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I understand that. I understand that, and I, I'm just saying that's that's how I grade it. Like Ohio State, I can't, cool. I can't grade all my quarterbacks like that because you know why I, I can't grade all my quarterbacks like that because what? the type of quarterbacks that are in the SEC that play against SEC defenses all year and are pretty successful. But they are trash quarterbacks. You know why they're trash quarterbacks? Because you you know why SEC quarterbacks can beat SEC teams. You know why? Because SEC teams still think that it is the year two thousand four, and that the spread offenses really don't exist. When teams go against like high powered spread offenses, it gives them trouble. Nick Saban has right. his most trouble against spread offense. Like that, that's that's where he has his most issues. If you come out there in a traditional formation, like a, a freaking I formation, or and you try to ground and pound, that's what Nick wants you to do because his defense right. is built to stop that. As a quarterback, if if I'm a quarterback and I'm trying to go against a defense. I don't know, like, yeah, I want to be successful against the SEC defense, but they don't really tell me nothing because, shoot, what's his name? Um, 
McElroy, Greg McElroy was successful against SEC defense. Tim Tebow was successful against Greg Greg McElroy never led the nation in the past and not one. He didn't have to. Oh, man. It don't matter if you lead the nation in passing in college. You know why? Because all the – I guarantee you, out of everybody that leads the NF uh, that leads the NCAA in passing, I guarantee you, four out of the five quarterbacks play in some version of the air raid offense. So they're gonna they're gonna put up those numbers because the offense is simplistic in nature and is designed to put the ball in the hands of your great athletes. And they they run four routes: <laughs> a streak, a post, a dig, and a freaking drag. Like that's all you run, <laughs> and the quarterback right. is just throwing the open space. So he's gonna have he's gonna he's gonna put up a lot of numbers, and you're gonna put really fast athletes on the field. They're gonna catch the ball in space and they're gonna go. So I can't I can't say that the SEC has a a high amount of I I put more stock in a running back that is successful against SEC defense than I do a quarterback. Is that is that fair to say? Right, that's fair. If if a running back has success against SEC defenses, I'm like, okay, that boy real. Zeke Zeke Elliott when he put the when he put the uh, the the when he put the beats on um, Nick Saban's defense when he ran when he ran for what two twenty five. Right. That boy real. You know why? Because running the football. You're not beating Nick Saban. If that's what you designed to do, you might as well get back on the bus and go try it again next year because you're not beating Nick Saban running into that defensive front. You're not doing it. Right. The fact right. that Zeke, the the fact that Zeke was able to put up 220 plus on a Nick Saban defense, okay, he real. He 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 is a, he's that guy. They did that because right. you know they did. They spread them out, and then when you spread everybody out. We're going to run this bit down your throat with Zeke. And what Zeke did, he picked his spots and then bust. I was about to say, bro, Zeke was breaking tackles. Zeke, like, right. Zeke made the boys look undisciplined that day. Like, and he was getting away from them, picking them up, putting them down. So, right. quarterback, I can't judge quarterbacks like that. Like, honestly, I can't really judge a quarterback until he gets to the NFL. Like, I, I try to hold judgment against quarterbacks until they actually get in the NFL system. because. The the player that they are in college, yeah, you can see them make some throws, whatever, whatever. But you're not gonna really know how good they are until they're actually in an NFL program and some coaches, the the right coach gets their hands on them. Because if they drafted to the wrong team that has a bad head coach, like any anywhere John Fox goes, if you're a quarterback, stay away from that team. Anywhere, uh, anywhere Jeff uh Jeff Fisher goes. If you're a quarterback, stay away from that team. You don't want to play for those two dudes. Those are two yeah. people that you don't want to play for because yeah. they're gonna cycle your Jeff career. Is, if Jeff, Jeff is my, my, my if Jeff my, my coach, I'm be like, look, we can coach ourselves, man. You go ahead. You might as well coach yourself. You, you all you gonna learn how to do is turn around and hand the ball to the running back. That's all you gonna learn how to do. And right. you gonna learn how to you gonna learn how to do a press conference after going eight and eight or seven and nine. <laughs> That's what you are gonna learn. So, right. I, quarterback, I can't give him that. But like I said, Jalen Ramsey, he he said a lot of he said a lot of outlandish things. I I think he just he just talking now. He's building up his brand. You know, he went at Gronk recently, saying that Gronk's not that good of a player. Anytime you put a corner on him, he doesn't do well. He's not. That's not true. He's not. That's, that's not He's true. Not, huh? Look what look what happened at Buffalo when they put Tre'Davious White on him. He had to Boy, he stop. had to put that man in concussion. For that man, he, he had two touchdowns that game. But what happened? Why he why he uh hit uh Tre'Davious White back in the head? You know why? Because so that man was White blocking was, him up. No, he was fouling him the whole way. And First of all, he said it. So I don't know what you're talking about foul. But what I'm saying is, after five <laughs> yards, you really you really can't be grabbing on me like that. But at the same time, he still had two touchdowns that game. Like, I but he did that on safety, but I want no count. Uh huh. He did it on Facebook. He didn't do it on Tredavious. Man, look, stop. That no, no, I'm not. I'm hey, not giving him that. Did they win the game? Did they win the game? I don't remember. No, they didn't win the game. No. Hey, 
And then they came back the second time and beat the brakes off them dudes. Yeah, because Tre Davis was out the game. He was out for like the rest of the season because nigga put his nigga put hey, his elbow next to That man was not out Nigga put his elbow in his helmet, man. That man missed the game at best. Man, man, put his elbow in that man's helmet. That man had Grunk in that helmet. You got a soft spot because that man went to LSU. You got a soft spot for him because he went to LSU. We're not going to do that. And I take you what? And I take you what? If I see Grunk, I'm slapping across the head with a helmet. Straight up. You're going to get my dog across the head. First off, you're going to need a ladder. Hey, I got Grunk 670. And I don't need no ladder. I'm jumping off a van. What is he, what is he supposed to be doing while you're getting ready to hit him in the head with his helmet? Like what's he supposed he, he to be doing? Gonna see, he's not going to see it coming. I'm I'm talking I'm, I'm diving off the stand like at Coachella. Off the stand okay. like at Coachella. Uh, boom, so you gonna sneak the man? What? Yeah, sneak a pack. Can't sneak a pack. What? Why would you do that? <laughs> hey, gotta let him know. Don't man. do it. Then I'm gonna write a note after he knocked out. Write a note. That's what you're danger. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. But, alright, people. That's that's our time. This has been the first episode of the Chuck and Vell Show. Uh, join us next week when we do another recap of what happened during this week in sports. Also, we'll probably be putting out our picks for this weekend's games. Until then, peace. I've been Chuck. <laughs> I've been there. We out. <laughs> we out. <laughs>